Hello and welcome to the Breaking Free podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis, and today I'm very grateful to be joined by Luke Balk. Um, I was guided to Luke Balk only two days ago, but when this conversation goes up in a, in a few weeks, uh, it's been a few weeks since, but yeah, I was guided to Luke's uh, reel. He did from uh, taking, taking a piss on plants. Um, he uh, took a piss on a plant and the plant was, uh, he actually asked permission to piss on the plant. And then the uh, nature and the trees and that were actually quite sad and dense about what's going on in the world currently. And um, it was really powerful real because then the next day I went and went out into nature and got that same vibe and that same energy of the uh, trees and stuff, which we'll delve into soon. Luke's an awesome guy. He's, he's an astrologer. He's a quantum healer. Not many males do this quantum healing. So I'm looking forward to delving into more about how he, how he got, got into it, which is really, really cool. Um, I myself have done some quantum healing sessions in the past with an awesome person um, here where I'm from. So it's really cool to have a have a male doing this doing doing this work and standing up. And yeah, we just need more males out there. So hopefully, um, Luke's story can inspire more more people to step into their power and, and tap into their own spirits. So Luke, I'm very grateful that you're here today, mate. This is going to be an awesome chat. You're an awesome person from the about the five minutes that I've spoken to you for. So let's. Uh, Let's rock and roll into your story, brother. I'm so keen for this one. Yeah, no dramas, mate. So, you know, up until 20, probably around 2012 was when I started to come across information on the internet that was counter to the mainstream narrative, you know, and the mainstream conditioning, mainstream media, and the sort of story that I put forth. But it wasn't significant enough. It was just like the odd video and things. And, you know, I was like, whatever. <laughs> um, but I found myself living in a life... Um, up until about, you know, 2014, um, where I had a pretty successful business. I was a pest controller living, working on the Gold Coast. I had a wife and three kids. Um, you know, we, we live comfortably. We holiday regularly. And I, in that reality, I wasn't happy. Um, and I didn't know why I, was why I wasn't happy. And rather than confront my unhappiness, I would mask it with drinking and um so, you know, it would turn into like drinks after work, would turn into binge drinking on weekends and I'd do stupid things drunk. And one thing led to another and it got to a point towards the end of 2014 and I was like, something's going on, something's not right within me. Drinking's making it worse, not better um, because, you know, I'd feel good when I was drinking and the next day I'd feel like shit and especially if I'd done something stupid or that I'd regretted and like said something that I didn't mean stuff like that. And um, it was putting a lot of friction and tension in my relationship and my family. So I decided in 2015 to stop alcohol altogether and just go cold turkey. And that was my year of spiritual awakening. Um, and I always tell people that my gateway drug was a 9-11 conspiracy video because it, it literally was. I, I, I um, A friend had sent me some stuff towards the end of that 2014. And then I'd gone into 2015 and I started going down the rabbit hole. But I was going down the rabbit hole and I was not drinking. I was eating healthy. I was meditating. Um, I did a, at the beginning of 2015, I did a fight like a pro competition, which is amateur boxing. So you do a 12 week sort of um, fitness and, and sparring session with a bit about, I don't know, there was about 15, 16 blokes. And then you get paired up with someone and you go to the casino here and you have a, a three round, two minute um, uh, fight, which I had. And it was amazing. I lost 15 kilos weight during that period of time as well. So I felt really good. I felt really clear. And I felt like I was um, able to discern really. And what the 9-11 conspiracy video did for me was just open my eyes to the fact that what we're being told about the world and what's going on around the world is not quite accurate and that there is an agenda. And we could talk for hours and hours and what that may, that agenda might be. And I've spent a lot of time trying to work that out in my earlier years. But now I sort of understand that the game it's a game and it's rigged and it's rigged for the most part, against the person that's unaware, um, which is the vast majority of the population. So that was a big one for me. And I started to look into like, why would they do this? What are they trying to hide? Why are they trying to do that? And I found that for me, it was they're hiding our true nature. They're hiding our true connection to source, our true spiritual connection. Um, they're hiding a lot of the sort of fundamental points of view, if you like, with regards to who we are, where we come from, what we're doing here, what's the process, why do we come here, do we come back, all those types of things, and it's being concealed from us um, in a very systematic sort of way as well. 
So that was enough for me to go, fuck, you know, I was already in my other life, I was already anti-authority. Like I don't like rules and restrictions. I don't like someone else telling me what I should or shouldn't do. I'm I'm happy to abide by rules if they make sense and they make common sense, you know, but if they're ridiculous rules, I'm like, it's fucking pointless. So it was always that nature. And um, when I was doing all my rabbit hole diving, I came across astrology. And up until that point, all I knew about astrology was I was a Virgo and, you know, I was quite analytical, quite critical, a um, bit of a perfectionist with some aspects of my life. But other than that, I hadn't really looked into it. And I found a guy online. Um, he was an Australian guy, actually. His name's Santos Bonacci. And anyone yeah. that's done any sort of deep sort of work into the rabbit holes would have come across him at some point. Yeah, I have. Yep. <laughs> He's phenomenal. Um, back in the day, um, he he spent his life as a Jehovah's Witness. So from a biblical perspective, a religious perspective, he's he's quite um, he's quite knowledgeable. Um, and then he broke out of that and he was able then to do his own deep research. And now he does something called astrotheology. So he ties astrology into religion and shows you how that the religions of the world are basically telling you the story of the stars in their own mythology. And that for me was like, whoa, you know, okay, so the religions are just basically telling the story of the stars fuck there must be something to the story of the stars so that caused me to look into astrology and i started looking into like birth charts and the fact that i even had one and then i had to get my birth time from my mom and like you know i have to have my chart and at this time in my my my, um family life my partner at the time was studying psychology through university and i started diving into astrology and i started coming to deep profound insights into the human psyche using astrology and she was like, well, how are you How are you coming to that? And I was like, well, this is how you sort of understand and read it. And this is what you know what it means. And I remember saying to myself, why haven't we been taught this at a very young age? Why aren't we exposed to this at this level? You know, the elements and the makeup of all the archetypes, um, the planetary energies and what they mean in correlation to human expression of consciousness. Like I was pretty pissed off that I hadn't, come across that or that it wasn't actually shown to me in my curriculum being you know my education years and um it spoke something to me it was almost like it was answering questions about myself it was helping me understand myself on a much deeper level than i found anywhere in my life up until that point and you know albeit that i was going through this sort of awakening i stopped drinking alcohol I was clear of mind and i was starting to question like reality and it started to provide a lot of the answers not to necessarily say that's it, it's finite, but just the awareness around understanding different aspects of myself and in my life and my behaviours and characteristics and those things. So then I sought out a, uh, a professional astrologer and I went directly to her and I got a reading and then I said, I want to learn. So she started tutoring me oh. and um, she tutored me for quite a while until I got the foundations of astrology and then I went off and self-taught. Um during 2015, I also exposed myself through a friend and a mentor to some Reiki healing. And it was after my second Reiki healing session with a lady on, here on the Gold Coast that I had a, a full like epiphany, download, revelation, aha, breakthrough. Like it was just like clear as day. Um, and I remember that that experience and it was just like, fuck, I, I, I know for myself now what the fuck's going on why i'm here what i'm doing um and as a general idea what the fuck we're all doing um <laughs> and that, that sort of pushed me down my, my my spiritual path um i was pest controlling in my business up until that point and as i come out of 2015 i was starting to think how am i going to do that work now i don't really align to it it was purely based just driven to get lifestyle and income and then so many things started to shift for me with regards to i didn't all the life I'd built for myself pre-awakening, I, I, I wasn't connected to it as much anymore. Put a lot of strain in my my marriage and um, I get anxiety going back to work. Um, so Sunday nights would be hell because I have to go back to work on the Monday and I'd get I'd just get like frustrated and upset and angry. And I was living on five acres in Canungra and um, I went out on a Friday knowing that I was going back to work on the Monday and we'd have, we'd had um, a couple of weeks off over Christmas and I was like, Oh fuck, I go back to work next week. And I wanted to have achieved something tangible for that time off. So I went out and I started, you know, pruning this big strangler fig that was working its way around one of our um, uh, red gums. And about three hours later, I'd taken this strangler fig down until I had the trunk left. And um, long story short, I, 
chopped the tree down and it when it hit the ground, it bounced back and hit my back and broke Ooh, my back. Shit. Yeah. So that was the universe. Excuse me. That was the universe pushing me out of the place that I was stuck in. That was the, the you know, I, I didn't know how I'd had this awakening, but I didn't know how to transition out of the life I built for myself. And the business was a big thing because I felt trapped by it because it was providing our livelihood and our income, but it was also like it was killing me, you know, and at pest control, like I did termite management. So I'm crawling under houses, I'm digging trenches, I'm spraying pesticides. Like I'm, I'm heavy, doing heavy work. And um, I, I felt stuck. I felt I had this awareness, expanded awareness. I, I sort of had to seen differently and I thought like what I wanted and what I had and what I didn't have and all those things. But I just felt so restricted on how is this going to even ha- happen and then literally broke my back, which was the catalyst because I had had a lot, lot of time off work. I was fortunate I didn't damage my cord, um, but I broke the transverse processes on L1, 2, and 3 on the spine. Anyway, um, that caused me to align to a person that was interested in acquiring my business. So that was the catalyst to sell the business. And after the business, I didn't really have an idea of what I was going to do after that. Um, all I was doing was running away from what I had I didn't want. And when I sold the business, very soon after that, I went down into a very fucking dark, dark hole into a mm. depression, what most people call the dark night of the soul. And I went down there into the point that I couldn't function. Um, I couldn't function. I could hardly talk. I wouldn't get out of bed. Like I was down and um, my family were like, you're going to see a doctor. So I went to a, just a general practitioner and um, got a, a, a referral to see a psych. And I saw this, awesome psychologist here on the Gold Coast started taking antidepressants and worked with him with some therapy on some really deep fucking things that I was going through. And um, a lot of it was, you know, um, what I thought I was supposed or who I thought I was supposed to be and what I thought I was supposed to do based on what I thought my parents wanted of me. And they wanted the best for me, but I just thought I had to please them in a certain way. I had to sort of, you know, follow um, what what their guidance was and I'd done that and built a life that I was living in that I was miserable so when I had my dark night of the soul it was like I had to confront that pattern that I built in my own psyche and mentality and um, that was that was hell because what I want what I was most afraid of was being a failure in their eyes especially in my father's eyes I was so afraid to be a failure and here I was I'd sold my business had my awakening sold my business and have this breakdown and now I'm not working and now where's the money going to come from? What about my family? And I felt like a complete failure. Um, so there was some pretty significant turning points along that journey and that therapy. And the psychologist was fundamental to a lot of that because he helped me reframe my story and helped me look at my life and myself and my father and my relationship, my family from a completely different light. And I had a really big breakthrough. I, I did about, I think I must've done about eight weeks of therapy every week and I had a really big breakthrough and then when I went to see him after that um I had two more sessions and then I said I'm getting off the antidepressants and he said oh you're supposed to you know six months to and I said no <laughs> I'm just getting off the antidepressants I'm done like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm clear mm-hmm. you know and he's like really I'm like yep so I saw him a couple more times off the drugs and then you know um continued on my life um Another thing that was challenging for me in that period was, you know, a breakdown in our in my marriage. Um, so I went through a divorce and separation from my family, and that took me down to Melbourne. Um, so I was living in Queensland, but we ended up moving back down to Melbourne, where my partner was from, um, and we lived there for a period of time. That was 2017, 18, 2018. I was still all this time as well. I was still studying astrology. And in 2018, when I moved to Melbourne, I had a part-time job. I had a full-time job actually, and and um, it was going nowhere. And I was still studying astrology. And it got to the October, I think, or November of 2018, and I said to the boss, "I'm done." And I started, you know, reading astrology for people. Started with an Instagram page and started sort of saying, "Hey, I can read your birth chart." Um, I had some savings from when I'd sold and, you know, separated and, you know, the business as well as the house and everything and all that. So I used that to sort of fund my entry into astrology. And 2019 was a massive growth year. I started to build a good sort of um, database of clients in Melbourne. And then I started doing live events every month at a, at a cafe in Mordialic. 
and um, just talking about astrology and talking about the astrology, like weather reports ahead and stuff like that and started to get a good following. At the end of 2019, I did a workshop event. I think I had about 50 people in the room when we were talking about the astrology of 2020. Ooh. 2019 or 2020. And I remember saying to people, right, we've got a, a Saturn-Pluto conjunction happening right at the beginning of 2020. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be massive. And it's going to mean that you're going to have to step up and take huge responsibility in your life, like massive. Um, I, I always remember I had a couple of clients that I'd seen at the end of 2019. Um, I call them my lesbians from Cranbourne and um, beautiful women. And after my sessions with them in 2019, at the beginning of 2020, they left Melbourne and moved to Queensland. And I still see them every year now. And they're like, fucking, that was on the back of what you told us about what was coming. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I didn't know it was going to be a pandemic. I just knew it was going to be fucking big. Yeah. And we can come back to that in regards to astrology, if you like, and, and sort of give you an understanding of what that cycle was and when it how often it's repeated and what's been happening every time it repeats. It's pretty interesting to look at that. Um, but then 2020 for me was exponential growth in the work that I did. Um, I also, in, in all amongst all that period, I'd gotten um, Reiki um, attuned and trained. So I was doing Reiki healing and, and astrology. And what happened in 2020 was people were like waking up. They were like, what the hell's going on? With <laughs> it was a massive wake up call, right? And I was online talking about not only from an astrolo astrological perspective, what was going on and giving like many little reports and updates. And, you know, there was one point I was like, oh, they're about to bring in the mask mandate and they're going to do it now because this is what's happening astrologically. And sure enough, bang like that. It was like, bang, you got to wear a mask now. It's like, fuck, okay. It was almost like it was like clockwork. They were following the the cycles of the, the, the planets. Um, but that year for me went from like having a very basic social media following and seeing clients and still having to self-fund my my lifestyle because I wasn't making enough money to being able to fully do what I do without needing any supplements or anything like that. It was huge, huge growth. And it's still it's still ongoing in the back of that that year. Um, and I know for many, many people, there was, a, there was a massive awakening that happened, but it was, it was also extremely difficult and challenging for a lot of people. For me, it was probably one of the biggest years I've had as far as growth and, and um, development and, and, and like, I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, so that was, that was an interesting period of time in amongst all of this. Um, I have this mentor who's not a mentor, he's a friend, but um, I, I think of him as a mentor, even though I don't tell him he's a mentor. <laughs> And um, we regularly catch up for a coffee or whatever. And um, I remember uh, not long after I'd moved to Melbourne, um, he rang me out of the blue and he's like, he's Irish. He's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, good. Told him what, everything that had happened. And now I'm like, hey, oh, fuck. You know, I, I was in a real spot and then I did ayahuasca. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, yeah. And about three years earlier, I had come across that on a Joe Rogan podcast way back in the day and him talking about it and Grant Hancock and all those types of characters. And I was always like, I want to do this. I, I got the book, The Spirit Mole Molecule by Dr. Stephen Straussman, read that and I was like, I, I want to do this. But back then you had to go to the jungle and do it over in uh, the Amazon or Peru or wherever. And I just didn't have money or the time and I had a family and I couldn't just go and you know, leave for a couple of months and do that. So I never did. And then here is my mentor just coming into my life at the right time and telling me that he just recently had done it. And I said, where'd you do it? And did you go overseas? He said, oh, I did it in Byron B. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and I'm like, oh, you could do it in Australia. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I might have someone. I can hook you up. But look, look, don't don't tell me now. Go away and have a think about it. And it, it, if, it, if it connects, would you come back to me? I literally went that next week. Um, and I was sitting in my car on the side of the road, I was doing something and I was listening to a random playlist on Spotify and up came um, Incubus and a song of theirs called Mother Medicine. And it was in that moment that I just went, I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. I rang him up and I said, yeah, I'm in. He said, leave it with me. That night at like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, he he um, uh, he gets on the phone. He's like, what's your email? What's your email? I got an email. Anyway, there was... I think that was on the Monday and then there was going to be a retreat on the following weekend. And I think there's some spots if you get in. And so I got in and um, um, I went and did some plant medicine, some ayahuasca. 
and um, I won't give you the specifics and the details because it's quite illegal. Um, yeah. But um, that was that was huge. Um, three sessions over a five day period, and um, that was yeah. If I always say with things like that, if you've been doing a lot of spiritual work but haven't actually been getting any type of you know connection and not, no results, and you're not really expanding, and you're sort of a bit like oh, I'm a bit lost. Um, those types of things, mushrooms, plamis, even marijuana to a degree can help, you know, bridge a gap from where you are to just different states of awareness and um, intention setting and the right, you know, protection and the right people to do it with is very important. Um, but it can be very, very profound. And I had some huge shifts in that in relation to love in particular. Um, you know, what is love? I asked the plant, what's love? Show me love. What does it look like? How, can I have it? Am I worthy of it? Where do I find it? And that was a huge, huge experience. Um, we can go into it if you want to. Um, but, yeah, so leading now, long long story long, getting to where we are now, um, the video, the reel that you'd come across and I put up recently actually was from about 18 months ago after some um, uh, psychedelic journey and um during that, I'd come out to purge or use the bathroom and we were encouraged to go in the, in nature, you know, to offer it to nature. And here I am doing that. And and without, you know, obviously it's a psychedelic experience. So people could say, oh, you're hallucinating. It's like, well, perhaps, perhaps it's hallucination, perhaps it isn't. But I tend to think we're, you know, they're terms that we give to those types of things so people can just cast them aside as like, you know, crazy, you know, but um. I was definitely connected to different levels of awareness and consciousness and the plants were speaking to me. And it was when I came around to that particular plant and it was black spot all over it, no flowers, looked sick and asked it what was happening. It said it's about cancer and it's dying like the earth. And then this big tree, like the biggest tree in this whole little area where I was said, yeah, no one's listening to us. And I was just like, whoa, I still get goosebumps when I- I got goosebumps now. (laughs) Yeah, no one's listening to us. And I'm just like, well, he's like, you know, we've been here forever. We've been here since the beginning. We're always here. You you guys come and go. We don't. We stay. No one knows. No one's thought to ask how we do that. Like, and it, this is a conversation I'm having. You know, obviously it's going on inside my head, but it's not me speaking. It's his words <laughs> or it's or whatever's words, right? And, um, yeah, I, I said, because I've asked a few people have asked me this question since that reel. They've said, um you know, did you ask them about what do we do? And I said, yeah, I did. I, I asked them, um, I said, well, what do we do? And they said, you've got to reconnect. And the way we should do that is reconnect to yourself, mm-hmm. reconnect to your body, and then you've got to reconnect to the earth and you have to reconnect to one another. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be here. Um, and he said, that's why we stay. This is, I call him he, the big tree. That's why we endure because we're connected. We're connected to the earth, which is where we, we live, we, we reside, but we're connected to one another. We're all connected and we realize that on a very, very deep level. And we, we live with that knowledge. You guys have been disconnected. You disconnect and then you, you, the civilizations fall, races decline, you know, because you've disconnected. So that was huge. It's like reconnecting to our, our earth is our body. So reconnecting to our body and treating it as sacred. And then by in turn, reconnecting to the earth through that. And then one another. Um, so, you know, I'd like to say that I'm no saint and I go through phases as we all do. And sometimes that message is really profound and I remember and I do and I do the work and other times I'm disconnected again. Um, but it's an ongoing challenge. But that video is interesting because I, I found that as I was sort of cleaning up some storage on my phone and I'm like, I, I've got to I've got to come back to that because when that experience happened for me about 18 months ago, I sat with that for like a week or so. And just was like, it was almost like I'd been like winded in my gut by nature, mm-hmm. just really, you know, taken back. Um, then life, life gets in the way and, you know, all the grind and all that sort of stuff. So it's a reminder to come back to those simple things and come back to reconnection, um, which is a lot of the thing that I do with the work that I do, whether it's energy healing, whether it's, um, you know, the astrology, which is helping people understand themselves on a deeper level. Um, or even the quantum healing as well, because sometimes we're blocked. Sometimes we've got things that we're, you know, that are deeper than just memory. 
and we don't know why and how. And sometimes they're because of experiences that we've had in, in different lifetimes. Um, so that's the work that I do with regression work is to go back and let's let's have a look at some of that stuff and do some clearing and become aware and do the releasing that needs to happen. And um, that that's a really, that part of my work is like, it's it's so rewarding it's so different every client has a different experience they go to different memories they some go into past life stuff some go into early childhood in this life some go to you know other planetary energies and have experiences some go into the future as well and mm. it's like it, i'm not in control of where they go i'm just facilitating the process and my job is like an investigator i'm in there and i'm like okay what are you seeing and tell me about that and i'm asking them to do things and ask the right types of questions and then through that process, we can take them into their deep subconscious and you can converse with the intelligence or higher intelligence. And that's a really interesting process because a lot of profound insight and awareness comes through. And it's interesting when I'm doing that, the person, the personality of the person completely shifts and changes. It's almost like, you know, they're replaying what they're telling you, what they're seeing. And then all of a sudden you, you get deep, push them into their subconscious and ask to speak to that intelligence and it's almost like it just wipes clean. They say, yes. Like <laughs> sometimes they'll get a deeper voice. Sometimes. Yeah. And they'll talk to themselves, uh, to themselves in the third person. Like, you know, um, the subconscious will be saying, yeah, she does that. I don't know why. She, we've told her not to do that. You know, and it's like, but it's her. It's the person speaking. Yeah. It's a phenomenal experience. Um, and it's very, very rewarding. Everyone has a different experience. Some, I would say that probably 75% of people can go through that process and it'll be effectual. There's probably yep. about 15% of people that are too in their mind, too analytical, can't stop their thinking and thoughts. And, they, and it's hard to get them into that, to, to induct them into that state. Um, yeah. But for the vast majority of people, if you can, if you dream and you remember them, you, you can be re regressed. If you um, close your eyes and you can make pictures with your eyes shut, um, then you can be regressed. Um, so yeah, it's it's phenomenal work. And man, so many things come through in relation to like what's going on in the world. You know, what's going to happen? What what are we supposed to be doing right now? Um, so yeah, on the side of that is deep, profound healing for clients that can move forward in their life completely karmically renewed almost. So, yeah. Pretty powerful story. Yeah. It's very similar to mine because I stopped drinking and as soon as I stopped drinking, I was like full-blown into my truths of the world journey and then my healing journey and it's very similar to mine. Um, I've had some stuff come up over the last few few days. You've actually helped me shift something by the stuff that you were saying because – I've been in, in that spot where I was a bit lost and I've had to go back and forgive my old, older self for the things that I was doing, which if you have a look at my social media, I've been speaking about quite a lot lately about my old self. I need to go back and forgive that guy, for the yeah. things he was doing to then move forward. I'm like Sydney, I'm like, oh my God, you're helping me shift something live on air as per this podcast, something when I get a guest, they always say something that hits home. So yeah. I thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for all of that, mate. That really yeah. helped me and I'm sure it, would have helped many others as well, just by what you were saying with your story and how I was resonating with it. And that was really powerful, man. Thank you. Yeah, no dramas, mate. I, I get people all the time with wanting to make radical changes in their life, especially during and after an awakening. And I always say, look, I was a pest controller for 20 years. <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, I was a pest controller. That's what, that was what I did. That was my yeah. livelihood. That was my business. That was my life. And I said, so here I am now doing this. If I can do it. I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the quantum healing is so powerful too. I know in my first one, I started, I was able to go under like um, pretty much straight away. And the first two people I saw was some relatives that had crossed over and I was just full blown. I was just like, I was crying basically. I was like, wow. Like I knew they were around, but then to like connect with them again and reconnect with obviously myself too, and then start learning about the things I was doing in different lives and, what was happening in this life. And yeah, it was just a massive pop for me. And then sort of nothing really happened after that. And then it sort of just delved into my healing journey. And now that I'm in my healing journey, I'm connected again. And then the last few days, some stuff come up. I was a bit disconnected, but then you reconnected me today. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. And yeah, yeah quantum healing is so awesome, man. And do you do the, the, the beyond quantum as well? 
I don't do the Beyond Corner, no. Oh, yeah, my friend does the Beyond one, and that and that session for me really, like, I went into the future and what I was going to do, and yeah, okay, helped set my path. Yeah, that was a really powerful session for me, the Beyond one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely um something that I'm interested in pursuing and training myself in. Yeah, okay, sweet. Yeah, it's really awesome. Just in terms of, oh no, you go. I was just going to say, sometimes in my sessions, clients will go into the future, and yep. you can sort of get an understanding of oh, they're they're in the future. Um, now. Mm. So, um, I, I don't like messing around too much in the future with people because yeah, sometimes we don't necessarily want to have the whole thing mapped out, right? The attachment too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there's always there's always going to be um, that. Uh, it's, well, I'll give you an example of this. When I went to India, I got a Vedic astrology reading and Vedic astrology is different. It uses different zodiac and everything. And it's not uncommon. They'll give you a palm reading and a, and a chart reading and then they'll tell you everything about it. It's not uncommon for them to tell you when you're going to die. <laughs> so, or around the age of your death, you know, and they don't even ask if you want to know that. They just tell you it. So, you know, it's like the future stuff. If you're messing around too much through a quantum experience in that, you can be exposed to things that you're probably not in a state to be able to handle or see or not meant to as well. So it's like a bit of a fine line. Yeah. Some of that. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting. I got told I was going to live to like 85-ish around that time. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, prior to my awakening, I, I had a fear of death. I grew up from the age of six or seven with a Same. huge fear of dying. Um, just because of the story I was told about what happens when you die was not, it didn't connect me to any sort of like fulfillment and hope and like, oh yeah, this is amazing. It was more like, oh, that's it, it's over. Um, so through my awakening process, I was able to heal that that fear. So I don't really, it doesn't bother me knowing or not knowing. I mean, we're all going to die. It's, it's, you know, I have this belief too that we're not, we don't really die. No, we don't. We transform, we transition, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, perhaps this skin suit that i'm wearing may no longer be here and the avatar that i've been pretending to be we're <laughs> not going to be here but uh, the essence of me and the, the spirit and the soul of me that's not the that's the eternal aspect um, spot on yeah and i had to remove my fear of death too to have a pretty awesome out-of-body ex- experience as well and i've been getting them since i was a, a little child so yeah, it was pretty cool to um get rid of my fear of death and have that experience as well to Further my connection as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting yeah. journey. I'm sure it's been an interesting journey for everyone, really. But I guess what was the, um, like during the dark night of the soul for me, I was very similar to you. I was in a really dark place, man. And I guess the connection that I had to spirit that was my uh, relatives got me out of that place, man. Yeah, right. Because they came to me in that place. I'm getting a bit emotional talking about it, but they came to me in that place. And yeah. that's how I got myself out. Did you have a similar connection to, that as well i didn't um mine was um i i had a breakthrough so i i was seeing my psychologist and he, we we discussed the whole idea around like not being here anymore and i had already given it a lot of thought or given exactly how i would do it where and where all of it was all planned out in my head um and i was going to be a, it was going to be up into the shed and i was going to hang myself um so in one of the sessions um, he got my partner to come in and said to her, when we finish today's session, are you able to give the rope to her and can you put it somewhere where he doesn't know where it is? And um, she's like, yep. So, yeah, that's that's pretty how deep I was in the wow. depression and not wanting to be here. But I was I was being crushed by my own fear of failure and that's what was depressing me. And the biggest that what happened was that got personified in an experience with my dad. Um, I was afraid that he was going to think of me as like no good. And I won't go into the full details, but there was an event that happened during this depression that I was going through where um, we were at a family dinner and uh, my dad wasn't happy and it was unusually coy. And, you know, I came into the kitchen after dinner and mum's crying and dad's consoling her and, then dad turned to me and pointed and he goes, it's all your fucking fault. And he just pointed to me and berated me for 10 minutes in front of my family and everyone and just told me what a worthless piece of shit I was. And I froze and just was there numb, completely numb. 
and was like just took every bit, didn't respond, react, didn't cry, didn't move, just took it. And it was just relentless. And then it, it probably goes a few minutes. It felt like 10. I, when he'd finished, I turned around and my mum's crying, don't go, don't go. Gary, you can't say that to him. Someone has to fucking say it to him. And um, so anyway, I just turned around, walked and got into my car. Partner came with the kids and said, what do you want to do? I said, just put the kids in the car and we'll go. And then I went home and I went up. I, I, at this point, I'm um, outside of my year of alcohol. I'm in therapy. I'm under, um, what do you call it, um, um, medication, you know. Antidepressants. Um, that's the one, yeah. antidepressants. Yep. And on the way home, I stopped at the bottle. I got a six-pack, went home, drank it, and cried for three days straight. And um, when I'd finished that, like I was un unconsolable, just bawling my eyes out. And when I'd finished that, I had a session with my psychologist and, yeah, he he helped me just look at it and what had happened and that was the turning point that I had because my biggest fear was realised. So now I was free of it. I wasn't fear of like what if it happens, it happened. And it liberated me. So it... It was a six-month split from my family and my father at that time to sort of go, I don't want to be around you or talk to you or any, I don't have anything to say until I healed. And then I um, was able to re, re, um, reconcile that and forgive and say also thank you because I saw probably, I, I don't know, if I didn't hear that, I probably would have kept it as a bit of a fear, you know, so... Um, because it was a big transition I was going through. I was going from like, you know, like tradie style lifestyle and plenty of money and holidays to like, I'm going to be an astrologer and go over here and <laughs> what are you doing? I was also questioning the shape of the earth at the time, which my dad was like, you're a fucking loony um, because of that whole aspect of the awakening for me. Um, so it was creating a big rift and dynamic. And then it was the catalyst that was like the worst fear that I had got realized and I went, oh, after I, you know, fucking released from it, um, I was liberated from it. So that was the that was the turning point. That's, but, uh, that's my biggest fear. Right. Yeah. You've really hit home there, brother. Yeah. I haven't got any words. I'm just sitting here about to cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a big one, mate, because, know. you know, we don't get, um, there's no initiation for men in the Western world from um, adolescent to adulthood. And a lot of cultures around the world do have an initiation process from adolescent to adulthood. We don't, and we're out there and we're lost. And we're trying to do the best we can. And our parents are trying to do the best they can. Mm. But it's, it's hard. And it's not to blame our parents. It's not to say we didn't get what we needed. It's just like that's, that's this has been going on for a long time. This isn't just something that's new now. It's just that our awakening process really highlights the fact that that needs to be healed. Um, and it's a big thing to be able to free yourself to the point where you can just let go and you don't care. You know, it's because it's not about, you know, achievement, accomplishment and success. It's just about being worthy to be, you know, and to choose and to work out what's right for you rather than what you think is best for others. Um, so it's a, it's a hard process. Yeah. Um, you just summed up my last three days. Yeah. I, I don't recommend people go through what I went, went through. <laughs> yeah. But for me, you got to understand when I went through my awakening, um, 2014, 2015, 2016, it was, I was awakening with people on YouTube, on the internet around yeah, the world. It, it, no one in my life that I could talk to about what I was going through and the way I was seeing the world and how it was changing and shifting in my immediate family, in my extended family, in my social circle, nothing, no one. Yeah. Very isolating process. And Sometimes along that journey, you get into this profound insight and awareness. You want to share it. And if you're sharing it with someone that doesn't have that awareness, they tend to reject it and then they'll reject you. And then you can be outcast as a result of it. And it's a, it's an isolating process. Yeah. You know, so it was, yeah. And, and that's what a lot of people felt 2020 and beyond is that same like outcast ostracization and, you know, detachment and unworthiness. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's hard. It's heavy. It yeah. is, and, and and for a lot of people too, it it can depress them and break them. Um, you know, it, it certainly broke me that that process. Fortunate enough, yep, that I wasn't um, you know, 
going to to do that but i also understand that for some people that that's where they get to and i don't i don't judge that i just uh. accept that's where they were at it's as best they could do and for me what i look at is now if a person's transitioning their soul is going to no longer be suffering so we do a lot of the suffering here in this earth realm and we're doing a lot of the suffering in this earth realm is because we've been conditioned to be completely disconnected from our, our, our nature and who we are and a spirit and one another mm. um, and we're lost you know so the awakening process is to start to wake up to that um, and it's it means that the reality that you've lived and the people that were in it you're going to have to overcome their perspective their opinions their point of view the way they see the world um, you know and, and it's it's a path that you're to walk it's not easy too that i'm finding a lot in the work that i'm doing now is that people have had the awakening in 2020 2021 ish but are sort of at a point now of like stagnation because it's it's not it's not continued so it's sort of almost pulling them back into the old type of living and lifestyle and the old measures of value and worthiness so um you know we're going to have an astrological alignment this year with venus retrograding in leo and it's a real like opportunity to sort of recraft your self-image the way you see yourself from the lens of the heart you know and um you know i said on my video last night i I said basically what would if you loved yourself and accepted yourself deeply if you loved your life completely if you loved everyone within it and if you loved the world and everything and everyone around it like if you loved that deeply how would you see yourself how would you look at yourself? How would you feel? What, how would you express yourself? And this year, for those of us that are on that journey of awakening, and it's a, it's not an awakening and now, oh, I'm awake. It's, it's a continual process that I don't think really ever completes. No. Enlightenment, and that may be a long time away. But, um, yeah, for, for a lot of people that are on their awakening journey, this year is going to be a lot about that. It's coming back to what really matters most and connecting through the heart into your life. So, um, yeah. And and especially too with, you know, beyond this year as well, like the work that's done this year in reconnecting to the heart and what matters most and keeping life simple and being really grounded in that is going to serve you really well for, you know, the next few years because we're still going through massive changes. Um, and the the dying system is relentless in its pursuit of pushing sort of restriction and fear and you know disconnection so it's going to take a courageous person and heart to withstand that as it continues to degrade and die because on a collective what's happening is that where the system's losing its power because we're mm-hmm. awakening so if something losing power they need to take more power and they take it through taking control so they're going to try and continue to take that control so, you know, um, COVID was a bit of a uh, an opportunity to awaken, but also a bit of a test to say, right, you know, where are you going to stand? You're going to stand in your values and morals, what's right for you. That might mean you have to go against things, like family and society and culture, and you might lose your job and all those types of things. So now it's like, okay, that's happened, but how have I integrated that? now into my so my spiritual awareness i've awakened up i've seen the world differently i'm not looking at things the way i used to do am i integrating that into who i am is it becoming a part of my my fiber of my being because here's the thing too who i was pre-awakening that was just someone i was being because that's the way i can be conditioned to be when you awaken you can be whoever you want to be you can create your own self-image that's the point. Like you, you don't have to be that or that. You can be whoever you want to be. Now, if that's coming from the heart, then you're you're aligned, you're centered. You know, um, you're going to find life easy. If it's coming from the ego, you're going to want some external validation, or you're going to yeah. need something, you're going to need something in in um, support of that. The heart doesn't. The heart knows. It need it needs nothing. You know. So yeah, deep brother. Deep. That's pretty deep with what I've had going on. Obviously, you've uh, picked it up very, very well because my ego death's been something that's um, not really a death, but it's been shattered quite a lot because I was in my ego for such a long, long time, man. And um, 
what you said there, I think you've I think you've finally understood what I've been going through the last few days because I'm about ready to cry. <laughs> yeah. It's heavy, heavy, heavy. It is, man. And it's and it's right. It's like that old version of me existed, but I still hold a lot of resentment and anger towards it. It's like I can let that go and just yeah. be who be who I want. What you were saying about your your old man, not quite as abrupt with you like with me as it was with you, but it's a very similar process, mate. Um, it's like I was this thing. I was this going to be this teacher and this really, you know, job focused thing. I've delved away from that and done my own thing. And I don't want to be seen as a failure in their eyes either. And yeah, it's what's come up the last few days. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm resonating with that. Cause yeah, I'm about ready to cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, are we living in um, life in alignment to our own values? Or are we using other people's measure of values to live our exactly. life? You know? And they mean well. They want mm. you, but they're coming from their level of awareness and their own experience and their own story and past. And um, that's what's going to be best for them. So a lot of reassurance and like, you know what, this might seem strange and crazy. Just trust me. I know what I'm doing. Um, but if we're needing their acceptance or validation or recognition, then we can't be free. Yep. In order to be, we have to seek that. So liberation is about, you know, I don't need anything from anyone. I often tell my clients in sessions, you need to get to the place where you're butt naked in the desert, not a possession in the world, and you're free, you're happy, you're in love, you're just content. You don't, you, you've, you're totally liberated. There's nothing you need. Um, I mean, that's a nice ideal, but in that essence of like getting to that place, you're like, I don't need anything. When you don't need anything, you're free to then be completely. When you need something, who do I have to be? What do I have to do in order to get what I need? You know, and we've been collectively conditioned into this needy type sort of energy. And what what do we do? We we need more. We need more of something. We need more of it. We need the next thing, the next thing. We need to get that. And it's bigger or more. And I want more. And I want the bigger paycheck in the house. Where does all that come from? The earth. Yeah. And we don't we we don't consider that, right? At all. As a collective, I'm not saying individually, I'm saying as, as a collective, we're not really considering that. That's why we're depleting her resources at a faster rate to which that she can replace them. And when that happens, we're heading towards collective disaster. And it's not the earth's going to, you know, climate change and worry about the earth and all of this. The earth will do what it needs to do to eliminate the threat. And if we're the threat, it'll do what it needs to do to eliminate the threat. The yeah. earth has- the earth has the, it trumps all forms of low magic. The earth, nature, the natural world, like the type of magic that it can provide is, you know, so, you know, if we don't start as a collective, as a whole to really live with that and alignment to that and back to her, we won't exist. And it's happened six times already or five times already. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not happened before. It's happened before. And that's not a, that's not a conspiracy. That's fact. <laughs> you know, uh, even the tree was saying to me, you know, we've been here through the rise and fall of every one of your civilizations. We've been here through the whole lot of them. You haven't. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, <clears throat> I was able to on my journey um, through 2020. In fact, um, have my father who. You know, during my awakening was sort of like, what are you, you're crazy, you lost the plot, you, you know, yeah. you're a loony, you're a failure. I was able to have an experience where he uh, we had a conversation and um, that I was living in Melbourne and they were living in Queensland at the time. And he said to me on the conversation, he goes, just want to thank you for everything you've done this year and helped me awaken. And um, that was because of all the speaking out I was doing through COVID. And um, he was watching. Was sort of like that was when I got off that phone call, I just bawled my eyes out. He was watching you. Yeah. Well, when he, he was watching all the videos and content because he was also going through what the fuck's going on in the world, you know? And I didn't have all the answers, but I had a perspective and I was sharing my point of view. And it was very helpful for a lot of people because they were like, fuck, okay, yeah, that makes sense more than what they're doing and saying. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big game. And, if you don't know the game, then you get played. <laughs> yep, spot on. That was a pretty awesome chat, man. I, I knew we were going to go deep today after my last 
few days. I knew we were going to go deep, but uh, I didn't realize it was going to be real, really, really personal. And um, I've got to pick your brain off air about some stuff because I need some advice, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. No problem. Um, that was an awesome chat. Uh, we have to we have to wrap it up. Yeah, I was actually I had a few questions for you, but um, I was going to ask you. Well, uh, there's a lot of divide and conquer amongst the truth community as to what this place really is. I've had it shown to me what this place is through my ex- experiences over the last few weeks. I tend to ask my guests, "What do you what do you feel this place is?" I don't believe it's neither flat or round, but yeah. Oh, okay. In in relation to the shape of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a really big debate, especially yeah. amongst our yeah. community. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's easy for people that aren't, uh, you know, on that journey of awakening to to cast the whole, you know, group of people in like you crazy flat earthers, right? Pretty much. <laughs> to give you the understanding is that I believe the earth was a globe. I was taught from school from a very young age that we live on a spinning ball. There's the, the globe in the, the kindergarten was the first time I'd seen the globe. And here's where right. we are. Earth spins and we're told all these things and we're taught through science. So I didn't know, I did not believe the earth's a globe. I fucking believe the earth's a globe. There's of course it's a globe. So when flat earth came across my radar about 2015, yeah, 20 end of 2014, 15, I was going through that period. And back then there was no there was no censorship on um, YouTube and things like that because the algorithm wasn't trained up on censorship yet. So between 2012 and 2017 were the the golden years on YouTube, especially for conspiracy stuff, because the algorithm wasn't trained enough to be able to um, push it down or completely remove it. So it's just now you got so much. It's, it's a minefield out there trying to get some decent quality stuff in relation to these topics because a lot of the stuff when you type in the search engines bullshit it's controlled opposition it's there to actually divert you away from it because yep. it's ridiculous and ludicrous so it's it's hard so when it first came onto my radar i remember <laughs> and didn't even watch the video someone had sent it to me that i was on Leslie forum and whatever and they sent it you got to check this out so man, fuck it fuck it. <laughs> away for about a month and then the next a video came and i i sat there and i went hmm if the earth's flat, I mean, or at this point, you've got to understand, I'm already thinking like the the, the whole, like 9-11 didn't happen. Like so many things, the, the, the way they said it did anyway, so many things. So then I'm like, fuck, that's, that is, that is huge. If they could convince everyone it's not, and it is like, fuck. So I went down that rabbit hole and um, I looked at a lot of good content. And then I went out into my life and I tried to look at it from the lens of like, can I prove the globe or can I prove the flat? And the more I tried to prove the globe, the more I came up with it. You can't. You can't prove it's a globe without using mathematics or an equation or NASA. And NASA is corrupt as fuck. $50 million of taxpayers' money every single day is their budget. What are they doing with that? Floating around in an ISSS? (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, another story for another day. (laughs) You know, over a period of time, I challenged the globe. I challenged the flat earth. I looked at the videos and then I went out and I got the binoculars. I got on the Google map and I measured things and I went there and I went, how can I see that still? The curvature, there is no, like, and then I went on planes and I'm like, okay, there's still no fucking curvature of the earth. Like, where is the curvature? So leads me to the leads me to the think that's either a lot, lot bigger than we've been told. And I think so too. Or, or or a combination of it's not it's not a uh, it's not a globe I, I what i come to the sort of place now is i don't fully hold on to flat or or 100 it's ain't a fucking globe in the way in which we've been shown yes right so in what we've been told and shown i i completely reject it yeah i'm more in the flat camp but i think it's a realm and i think it's potentially from a certain level you look at it it looks like a sphere but we don't live on the sphere, we live within it, you know? So I think it's a realm. I think I think so too. The physical plane is where matter or energy comes to rest yep. and we're drawn here to the physical plane through our karmic sort of, you know, pathways and our soul's makeup to have a life experience. Um, and when we're finished in the physical plane, we return back to that state. Matter is the ending or resting place of energy. So once matter comes into physical form, like this cup now can only be a cup. It can't be any, this energy in this cup can't be anything else now, can only be the cup. 
until I smash that down and break it down to its finest particles and let all those, you know, diverse and disperse back to energy, right? Mm. So we're, we're similar here. We're coming into this earth plane to live in this realm. And is it flat or is it round? It's probably a combination of those things, but I think that the actual, the plane of existence, the inert plane that matter comes to rest, I think is a, is a plane. Yeah. Like say, a plane. We can definitely agree that they're hiding the truth from us from this. And I don't know whether you follow Max Egan much, but I love what he says when he's when when he talks about this debate. It's like, why don't we all come together, establish freedom first, and then we find out what this place is after that. Absolutely. And a lot of people will say that it's a a psychological operation, perhaps to a level it is because it can divert you away. For me, it was just another thing to reinforce it's a fucking game and it's rigged and they're not telling us the truth. It's more divide and conquer, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also another thing to say. Well, you know, of course, they've lied. Look what the, the the lies that happened through COVID, right? Oh yeah, right. Look at the lies, and then look back into how often they've lied about shit. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, oh, but they're telling us the truth about the earth, right? They've lied about everything. Yep. Why would they not lie about that? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm a, I'm in the flat camp to the degree that you know <laughs> if, I, if I was put on the put on the line. Yeah, it's more flat than that. That, yeah. that ball, that, that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, pretty awesome chat, mate. Um, I was also going to ask you too, um, I've seen it as like I've seen this realm from the outside and there's souls coming in and souls coming out. Like it goes on for miles, man. Like, And it just made me be really grateful to have this human experience because there's so many souls waiting to come in. I've seen that in different um, out-of-body experiences that I've had. And I was, it just made me really grateful to to have inhibited this vessel, you know, because there's so many wanting to come in. I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's an honour to be able to be here. To mm. And um, if we can remember that and live in alignment to that, then this world and this realm will start to shift and change. Um, and I think, I think it is like, you, yep. you, like you look at the symbology, right? It was the nine one one call? Remember nine eleven? That was yep. the, that's the wake up call. Emergency nine one one. Why do you ring nine one one? Because there's a fucking emergency. So there was an emergency. That's the call. And we've got the COVID, right? So we're being energetically, symbolically told to wake the fuck up and start to shift and change now. And you know, if you're still out there and you're still ridiculing and judgment and things like that, and you're still stuck, then so be it. That's where you're at. But uh, as a collective, I think that it's time now that we start to look towards rather than what's going on and who's doing it and how and what, you know, it's just going, you know what, if we are the creator being, then it's time to start to recreate the way in which we live here. And that's yes. the first thing that's, it's no good about expanded awareness and going off into another realm and having these digits. We're here. We've got to start learning how to live here and get grounded in our reality and start to work out better ways to live here and come into community, then we can, once we've established that, then we can start to explore beyond it. But, you know, and I said this um, the other day, I think it was put on a video, but it's like um, in relation to population, right? I think the earth can sustain a huge, a much bigger population, but not living at this level of awareness. Spot on. So if we continue to live at this level of awareness, I think we've reached the point like that this birth can sustain that level. Um, so that we're going to have to come back to more simple ways to live and less consumerism and, um, you know, being more just happy with like, you know, our immediate environment and being um, in alignment to nature and understanding that it's not an endless sort of, shop that we can just continue to pull shit from and use and abuse it's like we've got to start to live more in balance so yeah mm, i agree with that all right two questions left my next question was going to be um what was it going to be i completely i had it in my head and i was listening to what you were saying i was resonating with it and now i've lost it uh, i think the question was going to be something along the lines of um what was it going to be i might ask this question hopefully it comes back so usually at towards the end of my podcast I ask my guests if someone's resonated with with your story and this podcast and someone's about to have an awakening or they're starting to feel as though, oh, okay, um, what would be your advice to those people to take their first step to start their, I guess, awakening journey 
and their healing journey. I find that they're two different journeys, but it leads to the same thing. Yeah. Well, generally the awakening journey creates the healing the healing journey. journey. Yeah. Sometimes when a healing journey can awaken, um, yep. go through a significant health crisis and that causes them to awaken um, because they start to look into things and they start to self-heal and realize they can. And then they start to question, well, hang on a second, what's going on with the health system? Mm. So sometimes that, but often it's, you know, an awakening journey that causes the, because it's like that you got to heal to be whole. So you start to awaken and realize you're not and go, okay, well, I've got to go and heal. And it's, that's what the dark night of the soul is. It's like you're confronted with the thing that's holding you back. So yeah. Um, I can really push you down. So if you are like that and you are coming into a expanded awareness and you're starting to see things and question things and you're starting to like no longer connect with the life that you built or those within it, my advice would find community, find like-minded people, go and find the people um, that you know that have already or are going through something you've been through and seek counsel and get advice. In other words, talk to people. Um, the one thing that I didn't do very much apart from internet shit back then was talk to anyone. There was no one really. I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. There, obviously, there were. One, my Reiki um, master, she um, she was really good because um, after my couple of Reiki sessions, stuff would come up and I would be able to talk to her about that. But talking talking to someone is important about talking to what you're going through, talking to, so that you can, you know, um, work out if you're going crazy or not or whether your thinking is right and all those types of things because if you don't all of a sudden you might share that information with someone you know that's in your social circuit and you might then reinforce the fact that you think you are going crazy <laughs> you're not going crazy you're just expanding your awareness and you're starting to see differently and um yeah get get some support the work that I do with my astrology readings in particular is aimed directly at people on their awakening journey because it's not just me sitting there telling you, oh, you have Venus in Leo and it's not, it's not that. It's about what does that mean for you? What does that mean for your lived experience? How How is that going to be helpful and useful? And quite often what I have the ability to do when I look at a birth chart and I'm in a session, I see what they don't see about themselves and I see their potential. So I'm like, you need to confront this. This is where you're going to be best served. This is the way in which you're going to utilize these natural um, innate qualities that you have. Um, you know, this is the challenge. You, you can't keep avoiding this. This is something you've got to deal with. Um, if you don't do this, this is a likely thing to happen. Um, and I help a lot of people through the awakening journey because often with it, they're either ending a relationship, a job, they're having a family breakdown, they've got some health issue going on they're trying to work out how do i how do i make the changes so when i connect with an astrology reading it's like i've got their blueprint and then we're talking like a session like a counselor and then i'm helping them understand themselves through their blueprint um, which is their their chart so things like that would be definitely something i would recommend it's community speaking to someone and maybe an astrology reading yeah, it's pretty powerful. I've got some people to talk to as well, and I think I've just met another one. So I'm very, very grateful that um, you jumped on, man. That was an awesome podcast. Um, got really deep. A lot of my podcasts get deep. This one got deep, and um, I'm grateful we were able to have this to have this com com. com I can't even talk. <laughs> to have this com conversation. It's been awesome, mate. Um, yeah, there's anything else you'd like to share or or a final message? That question didn't come back to me, so I'm even supposed to ask it. Yeah, that was an awesome chat, man. Thanks, thanks for jumping on. And if anyone's out there, reach out to um, reach out to Luke. He's a wealth of knowledge, and he's and he's lived that lived that life. And yeah, it's awesome, man. Well done. Yeah. I, I'm I'm based on the Gold Coast, but I I see people online. Um, oh yeah, so I can see people everywhere. I've got clients all over the world. Yeah, um, if you're fortunate enough and you're on holidays from anywhere and you're here on the Gold, and you want to come and see me? Reach out. Um, I do next month have a workshop coming up for foundation astrology. So if someone's interested in learning a little bit more about astrology, doesn't know where to begin or how to start or even what they're looking at, it's a two-hour workshop just for people to give them a foundation so they can go away and learn. And I teach three different styles to learn astrology, the, the fast and the easy way. Um, because for me, it took like four years to go through that journey to get to the point I could read you know, proficiently. Um, but I've got three different strategies that I share, which can mean that that can be like 
cut into two thirds that time. Um, and I feel like that on people's awakening journey, some some modality, some type of spiritual modality is going to be very beneficial, yeah. whether it's Reiki, whether it's astrology, whether it's quantum healing, um, whether it's, you know, uh, meditation, things like that. And in fact, meditation should be a foundation, but yep. becoming a teacher and stuff like that. All these types of um, spiritual things tune into one that sort of, if it resonates, for me, it was astrology. It was like, fuck that, I, I, that makes it makes sense to me, you know, and, and that's what I do with people is I help them make sense of themselves. But um, find the thing that makes sense that resonates. And if it resonates, it's because it's at a frequency vibrating that's right for you. If someone's saying you got to do this, you got to go and do this, and you go, oh, that doesn't resonate, don't do it. Doesn't do it. Just it's got to be vibing at your vibe. Um, so yeah, if you want to come along to the workshop, it'll be 9th of um, July. There'll be more details. You can get on all through my social media and mostly I'm on Instagram the most. And yep. it's just my name, Luke Belk. Yeah, we'll put a link to all that down down the bottom, mate. Website yep. and, and and everything else and your email address too. People can uh reach out. Thanks for jumping on, man. Um, you replied within like half an hour of my email. So I was like, okay, the universe has brought us t- together for a reason, and then we just recorded that. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, too easy. Man. On. No dramas. Appreciate it. Um, this has been the Breaking Free podcast. I hope you all got a lot out of this. I know I did. I've got some questions now to ask myself and to ask Luke how to ask myself these these questions. Um, thank you for listening and watching wherever in the in the world you are. Luke's awesome. I want to get Luke back on in, in the near future again, and we can delve into some more stuff. So thanks, Luke. You're an absolute legend, man. Thanks no so much. Thanks and thank you. you so much for the work you're doing as well. It's so, so powerful, brother. Thank you. No worries.